Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Shut the Shut Up. I'm one of your hosts, Candace Payne, and this is my good friend. Say your name. Say your name. Oh, gosh. Say your name. Say your name. <laughs> Jenny Randall. You had, one job. you had one job that you didn't know about that I just surprised you with. And so <laughs> you're like, what do I do? I'll sing. That's how I feel in every situation. Every situation. Yeah. You know what? I'm Nailed so excited it. about today's topic because... This is actually, do you ever do like your word for the year? You know what I mean? Oh. Like you just like you have mm-hmm. one word for the year. I think we've talked about this before, but mine this yeah. year, circa 2023. Yes, is, what is it? It's restoration. It's restoration. Oh, this is my wow. word. I know. Were you inspired so, by our series or did the Lord just double down on it for you? I actually um, feel like he'd been leading me in this area to really discuss it and figure it out and maybe teach on it a little bit, maybe even write about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But the more that I started really digging in, I felt like it was such a personal word of of what he was going to do in my life this year. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to just take this word and let's run. And today we're talking about restoration through rest, which is... You know, <laughs> like it started with this joke. I'm I'm not even going to be like um, lying about this. My, my kids and I, we have this joke. It's horribly dark. It's it's awful. But oh. I told them that at my funeral, I'm making a video for them to play because my husband is such an introvert that this is the last thing he wants to do is to address anybody. So I'm like, I'll take care so of wait, it. Are from you the hosting? Grave. You're I'm hosting. Host my own my own <laughs> funeral when it happens. So I update this video often, right? You know, oh but it my. starts with, you. I know. Wait, it's did so you dark. record it? <laughs> yes, I record you it like re- once every six months. I, <laughs> it's so you, dark. I know this, but we are ready. We are playing. You're we are prepared. Ready. Okay. How this do I get a copy of this video? That's no, 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 really no, no. what my... No, no, okay. no. Only my husband and kids know where it's at. But I will tell you this. It's so incredibly <laughs> dark. But I, it, people, people, class, you know, they plan their, their will. They do all... So I just feel like this is another yeah. one of those little things to be proactively planning, you know? And it shows mm-hmm. my love for my introverted husband that I'm taking some pressure off of him, you know? Yeah. If, if I go per- first, he doesn't have me. to worry. <laughs> In your death, you're so- still uh, showing up. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm here for you, babe. I'm here. And so one of the phrases that I say at the top of every time that I record is, well, here we are. And you can't have funeral without fun. <laughs> it's so dark. It's so dark. But I wouldn't oh expect gosh. anything less from me. So um, I say that and my kids have overheard this. They've seen a little bit of me doing this video and they're like, mom, what are you doing? And so I tell them and they're like, you are you are ridiculous. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you really can't have a funeral. You can't spell funeral without fun, you know? And so yeah. I well, was joking I mean, about- I know where you're headed on this, but a quick question, because my wheels are spinning <laughs> about your funeral hosting. 
What do you wear? <laughs> and do you wear the same thing every time you record it? Or do you have to like get a new outfit? No, I look my best that day, that. whatever I'm, whatever I'm feeling that day, you know, I mean, just okay. progressing mm-hmm. with the years, just progressing mm-hmm. with the years. I'm just like, here I am. Okay. No, I'm not that weird that I just, I just, you know, think it's so fun, maybe a little narcissistic <laughs> to have this idea of when you show up to honor somebody's life, everybody just feels so sad and they can't remember the life in somebody, you know, and yeah. I want them to be able to do that. I want them to be to able see to the fun and that. funeral. Yes. Yeah. So, so anyways, yeah. I know it's, we're going to get so much from this. I, I my, this well, I want to do a whole episode. We're going to do a whole episode on this topic sometime because <laughs> it's out there. It's yeah. Out there. You've said it. <laughs> well, okay. But where were you headed on your thoughts? Well, because this is such a family inside joke, we're, well, now it's an outside joke. We, you can't spell funeral without fun. Now I started thinking about, you can't spell restoration without rest, you know, and Mm. and I I just jokingly just kind of put that in there. And then I started thinking about like the depth of what that actually means. You really can't have restoration without some form of rest. And that's, the basic uh, principle applied. Let's go to um, somebody that's an athlete that overworks a tendon or a muscle, and then they need to restore it so that they can get back to peak condition to run again. I mean, they have to do what? They have to rest. You can't continue to push on and strive through a, a muscle that's torn. You have to actually give it time to rest, elevate it, tend to it, and make it absolutely uh, restored back to the condition it was. And then the hope is to get better, you know, to actually Mm -hmm. have better than before. And anytime that I look at the biblical value of restoration, restoration is always not just getting back what was lost, but getting it back and then some. It's always Mm -hmm. an added value to it. It's always more. And something that I'm learning is that if things have been missing in my life or even stolen or, you know, time, time is a thief in many aspects, even for anybody listening right now, they may feel as though I've lost time to do that. I, I can't have that anymore. Or even just your simple hello age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anybody wake up feeling like, well, lost those years. That's impossible. <laughs> the, the reality is, is that through restoration, through rest, you can see some things restored and then still get more. So that's kind of where I'm at in 2023 is figuring out this restoration. And the biggest key component that I keep on running back to is rest. And that's what we wanted to talk about with our listeners today. Yeah. And we've had episodes in the past on Sabbath rest and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And if you're interested, Mm -hmm. you can go back and find those. But a question I bring up when teaching on rest and what the biblical model is of that is I always like to start with this, this loaded question, which is how, how would you define success in your job or wherever the bulk of your time goes during the day? How would you define success? Do you want to answer Mm. that Candace? Mm. I love that you didn't ask me this off air. This is, this is a cold answer. This is just flowing with it. How do I define success? Yeah. In what area? Where did you say? In your job or wherever the bulk of your time goes during your day. Um, Well, I'd like to say my enjoyment of it, but honestly, 
definitions of success really come with progress. Like, mm, is mm -hmm, it moving mm -hmm. forward? I think that that's my biggest marker for success is not really accolades or accomplishment, but I want to see progress. If I find something stagnant or stale or even just dead, like not moving the needle at all for my enjoyment or people reciprocating the joy in it. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like if we did this podcast and nobody was listening, Jenny, I think we go, let's, let's reevaluate the success of shut the shut up. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But at least if there's progress forward, I say that that's successful. I love that answer. I, I think that seems like a healthy answer to me because you know, the world, right? Let's think about mm. how the world defines mm. us. There, there's the yeah. American dream. There's, getting bestsellers, going viral, hitting certain metrics, fast turnarounds, yeah. um, cutting corners, goals, goals, creating, goals. creating on Instagram worthy homestead and making uh, raw cheese for your family. I don't know. There's just all these what? different. <laughs> don't you see the Instagrammers out of homesteads and they're like so fancy and beautiful and You've never seen this those may videos. be a curated thing that's coming up in your feed, because let me tell you what's <laughs> in my feed, not homesteads, not, well, not I do. more organization. <laughs> I am a gardener. I do have my hydroponics now. So perhaps that is so true. That is so true. No, my curated feed has a whole bunch of preachers yelling at me for some reason. Oh, yep. and then some of them okay. are really, really inspirational. Some of them I'm like, ah, scroll past that. You missed the mark Instagram. That's not what I want to see today. <laughs> Or it has Chris Farley or Pugs. Like that's literally, mm -hmm. I scroll and that's all I see. Okay. So. Well, hopefully it motivates you towards success. But <laughs> <laughs> so the world defines success one way. But as Christians, I believe one of the markers, if God, if God were to define success, which is an interesting thing to think about, mm -hmm. I believe mm -hmm. one measure of his metric would be if the Christ follower practiced Sabbath if they rested, if they did that spiritual discipline. Um, and I do want to note that having metrics for success and quantifying it, that's totally fine and healthy because you do need to get certain things done and perform at your job and keep your kids alive. Like there's a lot of things that that can motivate you to show up for. But if we were to look holistically mm. at this conversation, I really believe that God would define success through, are they Sabbathing? Are they resting? And what does that look like in their life? And mm. I'm just going to do some uh, quick Exodus 20 verse eight. We see that God sets up this pattern that he later invites the Israelites to obey. And it says, he says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And what that means is keep it set apart. Um, and Sabbath is this covenant sign that God will finish. He will finish the work in his children. He will finish the work that he started at creation. And when we practiced, when we practice this traditional Sabbath, when we practice actually resting uh, from work and from striving, we're honoring God as we honor his boundaries that he set before us. So I think it's a really important conversation when we're thinking through restoration. Rest, like you said, Candace, mm. has to be a component mm -hmm. of the conversation. Goodness, it's so good. I think the thing that, you know, we've touched on Sabbath a lot recently in this in this season specifically. You know, I, I really feel like we're, we're always bringing it up. But mm -hmm. I really want us to explore even this idea of the how. 
like what are elements to rest? Like what are, so, so we need restoration, we need rest, but what are some elements to that? Like how, how practically can we incorporate the Sabbath in a very Western evangelical Christian spirit filled environment? You know, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's much different than what it looks like in Judaism today, even still, you know, I've been to a, a Jewish Shabbat and I absolutely was enamored with it. But one thing that I loved and I could connect with on every level, we eat together we, we relax together, we drink together, we laugh together. And, and there's this feeling of shared bread at a table, shared meal, uh, an acknowledgement of what God's provided. You know, mm-hmm. I want to take those elements and make those consistent. And I think in a world where we are, you know, microwave, air fryer, hustle, sit down at the fast food joint or get it door dashed. We don't sit together and really discuss what our God's done for us. And Mm -hmm. I think just a practical way to start restoring home, restoring family, restoring what you're talking about, the successful metric in what it looks like to be a, a family that's unified and that loves the Lord, your God. And that says, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. The simple how to is gathering. It's making the table a space once a week. And it's, and it's acknowledging what the Lord has done in your life and giving him thanks for that and celebrating mm-hmm. it through conversation and connection. And honestly, that's the biggest how to, I am so unorthodox. If you ask any uh, Jew in the world right now, that how I celebrate Sabbath, um, from what we eat <laughs> to, <laughs> to devices, to electronics, <laughs> you know, we still play electronic video games and stuff like that. You know, we get Mario Kart out after we have a meal and we connect that yeah. way. But the reality is, is the, how the restoration, the set apart is we know when it is Sabbath in our household now, and we've been doing this several, several months now, is mm-hmm. we know that we get to connect and we get to celebrate and we get to honor what God's done and what he's doing. And I didn't realize how much that rhythm was needed to restore. And I didn't even know that anything needed to be restored in my family until we started doing it. Yeah. And and the rhythm of that and what you're describing as taking that time creates these moments where you're fully present and not distracted, Mm. like being not feeling like not having this pressure because Sabbath is hard for, it was hard. I'm good at it now, but it was hard because I felt like I wasn't Mm. using my time properly and I'd be, you know what I mean? Like, like, Oh, it's, this isn't producing results in my life tangibly. I could be doing so much more. And I think in this hustle culture yep. we live in and this get it done and this have your kids be in 600 sports and bring them everywhere and whatever, fill in the blank with how hustly you you get. But we yeah. miss the moments of just fully being present and available even mm. and sitting mm. closer to the ones you love and actually not – one of the questions I love answering or asking my friends lately is do you feel truly known in, in your relationships? right? Like what a loaded Mm. question. Do you feel truly known? And to, to truly know somebody, you have to be present for that person. You have to listen. You have to ask questions. Mm. You have to engage 
And Sabbath is like you were saying, gather, gathering the people. That's a piece of it. Mm-hmm. Learning to love and, and truly seeing those that God has around you. And it's not from this place of performance, but it's a place of, it's literally what God commands of us. And that not only fosters you towards greater intimacy with God himself, but connection towards those he brought in your life. It's huge. It's huge. It's absolutely huge. You know what? I'm going to look up something while we're talking, but I really feel And I mean, like, I really feel like this might be the appropriate space to kind of discuss this on today's episode. It basically comes down to restoration. Our biggest thing that we need restored, I don't think is is about our successes. I think Mm -hmm. restoration, the greatest need that we have is in relationship. Yeah. You know, think about how many relationships have been marred or scarred by disappointment or by hurts or by intentional, you know, um, arrogance, trying to one up somebody else or competitiveness. Uh, this is an age old problem. This isn't something new. This is something that's actually been around for quite a while. And, um, one thing that I love about how Sabbath, if I could teach for just a second, Shabbat in a Jewish home every single Friday night, they do something where the father stands up and he blesses the wife and he blesses the children and the, the wife stands up and she blesses the husband, blesses the children. I mean, it's, it's this beautiful symbolism of consistently seeing a blessing come to your children and this structure and order of a home that I feel like is just honestly missing from our society. It really is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's countercultural now. Um, But one of the things that they do is the fathers bless their daughters to be like the matriarchs of the faith. And they say, may you be like Rachel and Leah and all, you know, I mean, it just goes through Mm -hmm. in this beautiful prayer, but you would think they would do the same for their sons. You would think that the sons that they would say, may our sons be like uh, a blessed, like Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they don't, they don't, they ask for the blessing of God to visit their sons, like Ephraim and Manash. And here's why. These were the only two brothers that we've seen in this cultural uh, movement from all of Genesis, from Cain and Abel up, that actually got along, Hmm. that were actually together, and that were unified. And we like to take that verse in the Psalms and says, how blessed is it, you know, when brothers dwell in unity and make it about the big C church and our church needs to be unified and we need to be on the same page about worship and we need to be on the same page about the preaching and we need to be the same page about mission giving, you know, but the reality is that that's a very literal verse. How blessed is it when brothers dwell in unity because from Cain to Abel, from Isaac to Ishmael to, I mean, like Jacob and Esau, there's been all this discord within family that needed restoration. And during a Shabbat meal, the fathers bless their sons to be just like the first time that we see these brothers unified and restored relationship again. Why do you think it was so important that David had Jonathan? It was, it was this brotherly love that they're saying, whoa, that can happen between men. This can happen between two people that are unified in heart and in goal and in spirit. And when I think about restoration, I really think about family is the hardest unit to come to. And maybe you're running 50 miles in opposite directions so far, so fast, so furious. 
that there's not any rest to obtain that restoration. There's, there's not a space for you to really connect and say, you know what, this bothers me. Or, or I've been, I've been struggling with this. And how do we restore this here? And I, surprisingly, this episode's turning to me in a way to feel like restoration can't even happen without the space to make that available to restore certain relationships and certain things. And so whether or not God's trying to speak to somebody specifically listening right now, I do feel like it's possible to have restored relationship, but you can't keep on running and running and running and running. There has to be a pause and there has to be the space to connect. And there has to be a moment to both hear from the Lord and to, and to bless one another. You know, bless those who you need restoration with. If you can't yeah. bless them, you're not get, you're not ready to get restored to them. And listen, yeah. I'm saying this from a lady that has some areas in my life and, and some family in my life that I need to be restored to. So I don't say it lightly. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like sit, sitting with the weight of these thoughts because the Lord has brought me through learning how to rest well and valuing it. And mm. it not only has brought me closer to my family, but also obviously closer to himself, to God, right? Yeah. So when we're talking yeah. about Sabbath and rest and uh, being intentional to slow down to see God, it's restoring mm. us back to our, our number one relationship with God himself. And in, in that restoration process, mm. sort of what you were saying, we begin to become even more self-aware of who we are and who God want is inviting us to become. And we do that because he calls us out on stuff all the time, right? Like, like, just like you mm. said, if you can't bless mm. others or whatever, you can ask God why, like why, and maybe perhaps a root of bitterness has come up and like, you can work through that. And I think it's just honestly, because we can go, 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 go till we're face to face with Jesus. But I, that is not his strategy. That is not, that is not <laughs> a biblical strategy. I will tell you right now. And <laughs> There has what? to be time. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. That is easier to right. sometimes right. ignore all the things that are blowing up, uh -huh. right? Um, I could be a good Christian if it meant doing it alone, right? You know, I think that that's how we <laughs> feel sometimes. Like, I, mean, yeah. I got this. I got this. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. So slowing down. I um, I have some comparisons I want to read because I think it's helpful. Um, worldly striving causes you to perform. Uh, but the Sabbath causes you to surrender your schedule and commitments to God. Um, mm. My dog is barking some amens in this moment. Um, <laughs> some okay. amens. Come on. Mm -hmm. Say it. Uh, worldly striving, you compare. But Sabbath brings comfort outside this world. Worldly striving yells, look at me, look at me. But resting in Sabbath points you to look at Christ. Worldly striving brings you into captivity, but Sabbath reminds you of your source of freedom. And because we are free, we can rest. Now my doorbell's ringing. Everything, they are trying to get me off topic here. My goodness. 
somebody's at my door <laughs> okay. and I can't okay. get Perfect it. Perfect example. Let's let's go with this. Y'all, we don't filter this junk out, and here's why. Let me just go ahead and show you. There will be there will always be something that interrupts your rest. There will always be something that interrupts your progress and your process. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like there have been times where I'm like, oh, we're going to get in this rhythm. We're going to get in this routine. I'm going to find that my whole family is, is restored and and we're having Sabbath and it's going to be so great. And Shabbat Shalom every Friday. And wouldn't you know, something comes up in the schedule that we had planned and we had no clue about. And it's okay. It's okay to have the interruptions. It's okay to take the moments and go, let me see what this is. You don't forget back in, I think like season two or season three, we talked about interruptions can be opportunities. So there's no perfection that you're trying to strive for. Even as Jenny's saying, yeah, we're going to strive, 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 strive. That's the opposite. That's the opposite of what we need to do to get restoration. So if you feel an interruption come, see it as an opportunity in the middle of your rest. It may actually be a way that God's speaking to you and talking to you. Now I'm not talking about the interruption came and you're abandoning it ship on all the things that you're trying to hope for and do. But I'm talking about if there's somebody that you need to connect with or invite to your table or, you know, celebrate, do those things as you rest. What, what this rhythm is that we've established in our home is we actually get excited when we know that it's Friday. Do you remember when you used to get excited as a kid when it was Friday? Because you knew it was TGIF. You knew it was either going to be pizza night with the family and a movie from Blockbuster. Come on, mm-hmm. you know, or or you knew that it was going to be some time for you to just end cap your week. And instead, what I've I've seen our society do, and what I'm guilty of doing, is filling up that time with so many other things that I couldn't get done for work that I needed to wrap up and that, Oh, let me just finish this. Everybody you're on your own, grab a bowl of cereal for dinner tonight. You know what I mean? I've got to press through and then maybe Saturday morning, I got to work a little bit more and then we'll have maybe, you know, a couple hours tomorrow on Saturday, but wait a minute, we need to clean the house, get the gutters, the husband's mowing the yard. I mean like the rest just escapes us. And Mm -hmm. I've got to say this, I've got to put it out there. You have to be intentional. You have to be intentional yeah. and you do have to set it apart. That's what that word holy means is set apart. You've got to make the Sabbath holy. It's got to be priority um, and it's got to be on your radar. And then when it is, whew, you get excited about it. Like you feel like, oh, pressure, breath, air. We can breathe, breathe in, breathe out. We get Sabbath tonight. And we do Friday mornings, our kids. And our husband, you know, we're getting around pulling out breakfast from the fridge and all going different directions. But we all say, hey, guess what tonight is? And everybody's like, Shabbat. <laughs> you know, we're always <laughs> like Sabbath. <laughs> and we're, we it. get excited about it. Um, and I just feel like people are needing so much restoration nowadays and they don't even know where to start. And mm-hmm. this is such a beautiful starting jumping off point that anybody can do. Anybody can do it today. Set apart a moment and mm-hmm. get that rest that you need. Get the rest. Yeah. Acknowledge God. Celebrate the people in your life. Be present. I love what you said about being present. Be present. The, big. the striving will always, I mean, the work will always be there. Work is always there, right? You can create as much work yeah. as you want. 
But having yeah. the boundaries to know when to stop and when to pause and when to be still, I just pray that over all of our listeners, like for the discernment of how to enter into this rest and, and how to tangibly practice Sabbath, because I feel like when you're in go, 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 you're actually just tricking yourself from the reality of what's actually happening around you. Mm. And when you pause to slow, mm. slow down, you show up with God and you're like, okay, let's go. Mm. Let's talk about it. Let's, you know, let's be present in these moments. So our prayer for you guys as, okay. as listeners and our besties for the resties is to <laughs> feel good about it, is to yep. pick a day. Here's our challenge. Pick, pick a night any night this week and no phones at the table, have a meal and just talk about what God's doing in your life. Don't you think that's a good call to action for everybody? Like that's yes. definitely tangible. Yes. Yes. Gather, gather out of the table. Um, yeah. And listen, some of y'all may go hard. You may be like, well, what does an actual Jewish Shabbat look like? And you might try to make sh some challah bread like I did. <laughs> have fun with that. Have Fancy. fun with that. But what I'm going to encourage you to do is do the most simplistic rest that you can do and, and make rest a habit, not a reward. I mm. really need you to hear that. Make rest a habit, not a reward. You know, you didn't earn that rest. You get that rest. It's part of your rights. It's your mm -hmm. birthright. It's part of the commandments. It's your birthright as a believer to have rest. It's yeah. yours. Take it. Take it. All right, y'all. This has been a good episode, Jenna. Yeah. Loved it. All right. Until we talk to you next time, may you gather with those that you love. Thank God for all he's given. Talk about his goodness and reconnect and restore together. All through rest. Kick that should to the curb and we'll see you next week. You've been inspired to stop shooting yourself. Head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.